Boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition, and welcome to another episode of the MYFB Podcast. A very special episode of the MYFB Podcast, because today with me, I have Ari. Hey, hey, hey. And it's been a while since you've been with us, Ari. You're like our most frequent guest here on the MYFB Podcast. A lot of episodes from you in the uh, first 10 episodes. How you been? I've been good. Entertained by... uh... All of the amazing people who have been present on the episodes in the meantime. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, a great deal in uh, thanks to you as well. You've been uh, very motivating throughout this process. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No. We, we're here to talk about something very serious. I think we might actually hurt some people's feelings today. Do you think so? Possibly. Hopefully. Hmm. Intentionally? Un- yeah. no, not intentional. I mean, if your feelings get hurt, that's your choice. Right. You know, I always say, if the blade cuts you. take responsibility or accountability for that. If the blade cuts you, <laughs> it's not my fault. Right? <laughs> you, you should be behind the sword, not in <laughs> not front in of front. it. Right? <laughs> so now, now that we've established that piece, um, yeah, we've decided that we aren't going to be niching at all with our business Say what? Yeah, we don't. Nah, I'm the anti niche. <laughs> I'm done. No, well, here's the logic behind it, right? Mm hmm. Niching was a strategy developed for competitive markets. Mm hmm. And what people did figure out was that if you specialize, instead of being a generalist, you can charge. Mm hmm. But. You know where that doesn't work, where that philosophy really doesn't work? Is if you have an extremely diverse portfolio. Yes. Right? And businesses have portfolios, individuals niche. Mm-hmm. So what we said to you is we're not niching down with our business. Like, I personally have things that I do and can do within my business and, you know, that I don't do. When people go, oh, what can I come to you for? Like, me personally, ambition... Nothing. You can't come to me for anything. I don't work with people. I work with systems. Mm-hmm. Right? But you can come to my business for a multitude of things. Yes. And this is why I say I'm the anti niche I also think that, like you said, it was a solution to a problem. But yes. the key word being a solution to a problem. Thousand ways to skin a cat. Right. Not the only solution. And I think within the space, um, it's become one of the easier solutions for people. So that just becomes the most frequent choice. And people are always going to recommend to you that the thing that worked for them, the thing that they use that allowed them to be successful in the space. And I just think sometimes within our uh, communication and the way we use language, we start telling people you have to do things in this manner. Um, but if you've accepted that there may be different obstacles on your journey because you're taking a different path, there's no problem with taking that path. You've prepared yourself for it. Right. And I'm not speaking against anything that a coach has told me or that anyone is really saying. Right. I, I did actually have a coach that you know, we paid during the development of this business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where you know he pointed out and gave me some really good reasons why to niche down mm-hmm. in fact both of well <coughs> all three of the coaches that we paid yeah within this past uh what seven it was last year mm-hmm. right all three of them um gave us a really great uh information on how to niche and why to niche down and we tried it <laughs> every time we did it for us it just felt like this is not the right it's like being goldilocks trying out all the different beds and it was like right. every time we did it was like nah this is not the right fit <laughs> if you you know partake in the astrology and whatnot and you're like I wonder what signs they are because they don't like to stay focused or committed to nothing. We're both Geminis. Yes. Yeah. Change things all the time. So now let's talk about another Gemini who doesn't niche. Kanye. Mm Mm-hmm. What's Kanye's niche? No clue. Well, he became a billionaire off of clothes, but he started in rap music. (laughs) Right. He was an activist for a moment. I don't know what else you call George Bush doesn't care about black people. That's activism. Right. Currently has a church service that he does. Does not niche Sunday. down. Yeah, he, he does his thing right. when he does his thing. Now, I know some people will say, and this is kind of what sparked our conversation, is that a lot of the people that aren't niching down are utilizing a personal brand, so to speak. Kanye has a personal brand. But... If you have work, if you have things that you've done with different people or different methods, mm-hmm. so like, can we change that? Uh huh. Because I don't think it's necessarily that the people are, that aren't niching have a personal brand; they just have a strong brand, right? I I don't know. So I like, don't know. Here's give me one. a brand that that has done it. Virgin. Uh huh. Right. So this is my go-to example when people say okay well you weren't niching how are you going to be successful um so businesses start out and then they do their thing right so they started out as a magazine but how long were they a magazine before they turned into something else um years he didn't really get out of the niching model or starting one thing model until he moved into virgin Records, but Virgin Records became Virgin Airlines. But look at how he skips over it. Uses the Virgin moniker. That's to start to start everything, which is allowed, which is allowed to skip over the thing. Right, Gary Vaynerchuk, same thing. VaynerMedia Mm -hmm. is not the only thing that he does. He has VaynerMedia, the wine. Uh, I think he has a clothing. If you go to his website, he has a list of things that he does. Mm-hmm. He He's another person who's very much so like Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Right? So those are two examples now that we've given of people who, or three, people who don't niche down. Yes, I give it to you. But two out of those three, I do go, they have built a personal brand. brands outside of that. Okay, that two out of those funnel, three. Yes, that help funnel into that. So I'm definitely going to give you the, the virgin um, one because, yes, You've had to create Virgin itself into a strong brand to be able to use that but name for all of the different we also, variations Hold mm-hmm. on, that, that you've built. But I think that, again, where you know we were just talking about before this, having the opportunity to show that you have done work and you've built your name in different spaces... Right? That's the other thing where I could use the Kanye example, right? Mm-hmm. Kanye, like you said, started in the music, right? 
But we knew Kanye did fashion before that. Kanye was doing music, but you ain't never seen Kanye not have his own little little fly fit on. You get what I mean? So it made sense when he started doing clothing. Oh, yeah, I see him style himself like this. Now he's moving into clothing, Mm -hmm. right? And let's be real. Even where he's moved into now, we've seen him speak his mind about stuff. So it's, it's not surprising that he's done these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. He's done different things, which has allowed all of that to be in, uh, encompassed without him giving one title to who he is. Okay, so your stance is that if you really want to not niche, you should probably build a personal brand. And I'm taking the stance no, of you I need think a- it's possible to do it the other way. I just don't think a lot of people take that route. Okay. But I do think that it is possible. And the way I'm saying it's possible, listen to the video and the woman's talking about, well... Which video? As you... She's talking about becoming an influencer, a content creator mm. in the space. And it's like, oh, well, you have to start as a content creator and pick one niche. And then once you've mastered that niche, then you can move on to another. You can't just start out as an influencer. Why not? Right? And I'm going... But I remember going to high school and there were girls who baked, who did makeup, who did hair, who did this, who did that. And you knew them for everything that they did. They just made sure that everything that they did, they did well. Mm -hmm. And they made sure they got known in the space for the thing that they did. You know who I'm actually going to shout out that um, also is another great example of this. And I'm not saying that she's saying this, Mm -hmm. um, but she... You know, what she pointed out is that you can be multifaceted. Yes. Yeah, Your brand can be multifaceted. Yes. It just can't be confusing and chaotic. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and that was at Social with Rocky. Mm-hmm. So she's an IG expert, IG and business coach, uh, business strategist. And when she said that, man, I said, wow, that that's leading by example. Um. Right? Because, and here's why I say that's leading by example. Ooh. When you start a business, you're a leader, and you can't just go along with what's worked just because it was working, right? You have to look at where people are, like, getting utterly miserable mm-hmm. doing some of the things that quote-unquote works, and I've come across so many people that just hate the niching conversation. As as you continue to go on, right? Mm-hmm. Got to take you back. Richard Branson is not the only person. Uh, what store did, did we go into? Is Zoomies or something? Who has Zoomies? Is it Zoomies or what's the other store? I know you can get clothing and skateboards within the store. It's where you got your your T-shirt from. Oh, yeah, Zoomies. Zoomies, yeah. right? I can With go the to DGK's Zoomies. T-shirt, right? I can so. go to Zoomies and get skateboards, yes. right? Um where else? JC Penny, Sears. Like these are not stores right. that have niched, niched down, down to any one thing. You can get multiple. I can go to Walmart and get my groceries and get my car fixed. Right. So <laughs> what I what I think a lot of us are doing is we're thinking about the the brand and they're going, okay, well, if Zoomy sells skateboards and shirts, then you know they probably are really good at skill selling skateboards. And it's like, if a company that makes a skateboard, that makes a really great skateboard, says, you know what, Zoomies, you sell a lot of shirts, then they're going to end up with really great skateboards. They just need to procure or find the company that's going to 
give them that product offering to put in their stores. And it's making sure that whatever you're putting in there is done with great quality. Yes. Right? A lot of times when people are doing multiple things, right, um, they're not maintaining that quality across the board, and that's why people, let's be real, I'm sorry, I never want to eat the burger from Del Taco. Right? <laughs> I just don't. Okay, but it's, so it's simply because... I got to shout out my East Coast people, right? So uh, East Coast people, uh, or if you're down south, Del Taco is like an upgrade to Taco Bell on the West <laughs> Coast, right? Out here in California, there's a bunch of Del Tacos. Let, let's go, let, let everybody on the East Coast, are you going to all of a sudden go and get tacos from White Castle? You shouldn't get burgers from White Castle. <laughs> But but there's just some spaces where it's like they haven't done it well or they've stayed in one lane for so long or you see them only popping up with the thing because they're competitors. So I know sometimes Jack in the Box, it started to get a little wild on what they started offering. Mm-hmm. Right? It started becoming like, okay, now you have fish sandwiches and you have burgers and you have tacos and I could get Chinese food here. Right? Or I'll pass by <laughs> out in Pomona. Mm-hmm. There is a spot where you can get donuts, seafood, and burgers. Donuts, seafood. So donuts <laughs> and seafood just don't go together. Right. So there's places where it's chaotic that you are doing this thing. And there's no way I can believe that you're doing seafood and donuts at the best quality in the same environment. But let's holler out, uh, let, let's call out exactly when we say niching and it mm-hmm. comes to business. Well, if you are a business executive within a marketing um, business, mm-hmm. you're expected to be a business expert. You're expected yeah. to be a marketing expert. Um I wouldn't be surprised if graphic design, those sorts of things came into that space. I also wouldn't be surprised if you knew a thing or two about technology. Now you've got to even start understanding like content creation within the marketing space. Right. And what people would say is, oh, well, you know, if it's learning about technology, I want to go to the tech guy to learn technology. Look, I'm a tech guy. No, you don't. <laughs> First of all, tech guys don't even want to talk to you. I'm not talking about me personally. But you guys know the deal. Like, techies are introverts. or So it's like, and then two, the tech guy who's advanced mm-hmm. is going to talk over your head. I, I was learning martial arts for years. I'm a martial artist, an avid martial artist. You've met the teacher that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? Can this teacher mm-hmm. teach beginners? No, he's going to use the language that's advanced and it's going to be hard for you to understand. Today, had a conversation with a woman mm-hmm. about cryptocurrency. She didn't... I, I, let me tell you, I'm not somebody who freaking understands it through and through, right? Right. Most people know far more than I do, but I have a slight basic understanding. Right. So it was enough to be able to educate her some. But if she had the conversation with you, mm-hmm. she would have been like, Fuck cryptocurrency. <laughs> like, I just, I don't, I'm not even going to bother. And then here's the kicker. <laughs> I could have those conversations in that way. And it's literally, like, one of the things I do is break down complex mm-hmm. things. Into simpler manners, yeah. And I'm still not a crypto expert. expert. Yep. But I've made a 
good deal of money on crypto more than yeah, most people. you made people. yourself knowledgeable in the space. There's a lot of things that I am knowledgeable about and I can give some sort of advice at. And it, it's not that I'm any sort of expert or professional, um, you know, within these spaces. I, I just have enough knowledge where I can share this. And a part of it is allowing that to live within my business. It forces me to continue to expand and grow those skills as well. So I'm also improving. If you come to me and I only sit in branding, mm-hmm. right, and I don't ever leave that lane, well, branding ends up touching copy. It ends up touching marketing. It ends up touching a lot of different customer service, all of these different spaces. If I don't actually expand the services that I offer mm-hmm. to um, you know, any sort of clients coming in or just in education either, just teaching people some of these other things, I don't grow my skill. Right. And then here's the other side of it, right? People act like the workup to learn almost every industry is hard. Some of you are not in incredibly complicated industries. Mm -hmm. And you niching into something that's kind of simple. I'm not talking shit. I'm just speaking facts, right? If you niche down into something simple, why is it far-fetched that someone else has mastered your skill even as a hobby. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm going like in all honesty, I feel a certain level of comfort going, "Hey, I have no problem talking to somebody about producing a podcast because I've been doing some work producing a podcast." Now again, I'm you're not going to get freaking right. extreme crazy levels of production from me yet because again, I'm still de- that's a skill I'm still developing, but I don't feel like because I'm not at an expert level, I should go, I can't, I can't offer that to you. Right. And then here's the crazy part, right? Every motherfucker, right? Every mm-hmm. motherfucker with a fucking laptop and a microphone can teach you how to produce a podcast. Yeah. I, and I don't see, again, I'm not trying to be rude here. I'm just no, stating the No, the basics of, of putting right. together a podcast. You Which s- is what most people need. Most people need yes. the basics, right? Yes. Now, when you start trying to grow mm-hmm. your podcast... Now that's a different area. Right. That's where you want to go all the way to the experts. Or you want to start doing some fancy things that you started seeing in but your podcast and all of that. You want to know the truth? Mm-hmm. I think we are so programmed to think that there's a secret to like the massive amounts of success that we see instead of just grinding it out in hard work. You know what, Gary, Gary V has already told us how to grow our podcast, right? Yeah. For free. He's like, yeah, just reach out to people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just reach out to them. People love publicity, man. Mm-hmm. People love publicity. Is that a good... Yo, I want to hear you guys' opinion. Is that a good Gary V impression? <laughs> you could do better. He's got a clip up of somebody that actually did an impression of him, and he's like... I love it because they sound exactly like him with so, the, so, the high energy and everything. So what you got to do is... Uh, <laughs> but the the whole point that Gary Vee's making mm-hmm. is... And uh, this is my experience of, from podcasting. Number one, you want to make sure you do some sort of copywriting, right? You want to make sure that the titles of your episodes 
are SEO friendly. You want to make sure your uh, podcast descriptions are SEO friendly. And then third, the only other thing that you can do to grow your podcast, have a great guest that has a significant reach or audience. Why you don't have to stress yourself about niching down if you understand the basics of the thing is those basics are going to apply to almost every goddamn space that you show up with it. So going back to the Gary V, mm-hmm. he talks about branding and marketing. But I have listened to him talk about wine. I've listened to him talk about playing cards. I've listened to him, him talk about collectibles, um, purchasing things off eBay and reselling them. I've heard him give marketing advice to people in the music industry, athletes, all because the basic understanding of this mm-hmm. can be applied to all of these arenas. Now, obviously, a musician and an artist, ha- uh, an athlete, have things that are different. Yeah. So you tweak it a bit for each industry. Mm-hmm. But overall, the basic understanding... Is the same same between both. Especially when you're coming to marketing. Mm -hmm. And branding and and copy and things of that nature. Oh, well, you want to market things how they're traditionally marketed. Why? (laughs) Why? You get what I'm saying? Like, think about this. If there's a purpose for it, then I understand it. But if you're just saying it to say it. You you know why you don't want to market things the way that they've been traditionally marketed? Because social media, YouTube, all of these things. The internet took marketing and turned it on its head. And then social media took what the internet had learned and turned it on its head. Then Web 3.0, which is crypto, took that again, took marketing, turned it on its head. Shoot, if anything, be more willing, instead of going one or the other, I always like, and I literally just got to see a YouTuber launch her brand and she used both digital marketing mm-hmm. and traditional marketing to launch her brand and i'm watching and i'm like this was an amazing freaking launch of a brand because i can find her all over the internet find her videos and all of that but then i can go outside and see a big ass billboard with with her on it like it just the combination was great can can we um I'm putting the mark on the side uh, in the sand right now, right? This is our quote. Mm-hmm. I call that divine marketing. Mm. You know why? Mm-hmm. Omnipresence. Mm-hmm. You got to be everywhere, man. Yeah. Like I, I want my marketing to ear on the divine. Like I want to show up in your mind when you think about a product. And you know, granted, I'm not there yet, but that does take a ton of money. It it takes a ton of strategy, a ton of thinking, right? Um little tips and tricks like one of the things we did last year was we did qr codes mm-hmm. right and that was really interesting because we actually got to build relationships with businesses in the area mm-hmm. um and it again one form of marketing mm-hmm. our other form of marketing that we were using was social media really heavily mm-hmm. right this year we stepped into google ads facebook ads seo all of those things. And uh, I guess we will make the official announcement here mm-hmm. um, that we're officially a complete marketing agency now. Yeah. Right? With a team behind us yep. that has 
over 20 years of experience and has worked with hundreds of clients. So what the fuck are we mentioning down for again? <laughs> there's, there's just... Okay, so hold on. You, hold on. I missed the point. Oh, go ahead. Right? I, I know somebody's listening to this and going, oh, but niching is easier. You're right. If that's what you want to do. So if you're a solopreneur, mm-hmm. you want to take it easy. Yes. Go ahead and niche. Yes. If you and are an entrepreneur that has the ability to go out and get some help and you don't think you need to niche and you can find quality, talented people that you can trust with divisions and departments and tasks and systems and processes, you don't fucking have to niche. But literally just said here, I don't believe there is an either or. Yes. And niching and not niching can be great. You figure out what works for you and you figure out how to do it in the best way that you can use it possible. I was just, Um, I I took that really literal. (laughs) (laughs) I took that really literal. And I was sitting here like, how can you both niche and not niche? And then you continued on. I was like, oh, she's just talking about the The principles of niching versus not niching. Right. It's not a competition. (laughs) But. Um, you know, just in the words of Gary Vee, right? Um, right now the currency is attention, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why I, I lean more to the not niching side. You don't want to leave that attention on the table, right? And if you can show up in the different spaces so that, like you said, people can think about you, they'll see you. And mind you, when you're marketing, it regardless it takes people seeing you a shit ton of fucking times right before they move anyway whether you've niched down or not right like there's again those principles that still Mm -hmm. apply within the space so if you know that attention is the name of the game if you're only going for one group's attention or multiple groups attention you still have to figure out what the best way to get those people's attention is that doesn't change niching doesn't make it so easy that you don't have to now think about a lot of these concepts. It just means you can hyper-focus on the group that you would like to hyper-focus on. Right. And if you've listened to this and you go, well, you know, I'm going to niche because, you know, it's it, it's easier. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. This isn't it's like a judgment-free zone. Yeah, like... Mm, if you don't judge me for not niching, I'm not going to judge you for niching. Right. Like, nobody... Let me let me say that better. I was gonna say nobody cares what you do, but that sounds very like <laughs> saucy, and I'm trying to remove a bit of that from my character, right? But it's like, in all honesty, nobody cares what you do. So <laughs> let me rephrase Those it who matter it. don't mind, and those, those who, who matter, matter, right? Yeah, it it it's all about what works for you. Uh, those who mind don't matter. That's how it goes. Those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. Yeah. And let, let's even talk about why is that the truth, mm-hmm. right? This is why both good attention and bad attention are good. Mm-hmm. Bad attention is going to bring the attention of the people who weren't paying attention to you that agree yes. with you. And you're good. YouTubers will heavily point out that the negative comments that they get mm-hmm. bring them so much more attention than the positive comments comments do right and it's not that they don't appreciate their positive comments and that they're aiming for negative 
but it's people love to stop for a car crash and if they think somebody's talking about a car crash they're like let's go see what's over there what are they i i did that shit today with some stuff in the planner community it's like oh Y'all are you talking sure negatively about something. Let me go. You let sh- me go see. <laughs> you sure did. Get right? attention is the name of the game. <laughs> and I don't know whether I was the person that mind that mattered. No, I didn't mind. In that particular thing, but and you have yours as matter. well. Yeah, no, that's true. Because <laughs> I'll I'll be all up into what's going on with um, you know the the hip hop. Mm-hmm. Shit, right? Like with mm-hmm. grown at right now we got fifty year old men beefing and I'm sitting here like, whoa. And it's just it's like watching just a a, a a bad show and you're like, I can't take my eyes off of it. I will say what I learned from that, right? Mm-hmm. Um should I use names? I'm I my I'm, I'm asking you on this one. Nah. No, okay. <laughs> um so person A Mm-hmm. makes a big spectacle about the wrongdoings of person B. Mm-hmm. And the, I'll, I just want to add this into the conversation real quick. We're still talking about not niching, but this was a great example of incident response and protecting your brand. Mm-hmm. Person B's response was, hey, man, I'm, I'm working on my nonprofit. I'm working on these opportunities. They used the extra attention that they were getting from what this what mud this person tried to sling mm-hmm. to put it right back onto their business. And this is just a beautiful thing, right? And the the thing that I brought up with the planner community actually falls into the same sort of example, right? Where person A mm-hmm gets upset about something that they believe that person B did and what they did was go onto the internet and trying to get the whole community to have emotions, feelings, thoughts, and opinions about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very curious to see how person B decides to handle it, right? Do they acknowledge it at all? But Do they focus on their thing? You get what I mean? Like, I'm curious to see what the response is. So... Can I also say this is why I can't niche down, mm-hmm. right? Because within my role mm-hmm. in, um, th- this is really actually interesting. And I don't think that I put the one and two together. What I did in corporate America for Fortune 500 companies was cybersecurity and incident response. Mm-hmm. Now, incident response within security is really interesting because it does cross into the marketing threshold Mm -hmm. of branding Mm -hmm. and securing a brand's reputation yes so this is why when person b said what they said i'm analyzing it like a professional that understands how fortune 500 companies respond to the media when they have a big fuck up Mm -hmm. right so this is something that's really interesting to me but it also it gave me another reason why i don't have to niche down my understanding of branding and marketing comes from these Fortune 500 companies that I worked for, right? I mm-hmm. also built technology systems for them. And I fucking wrote the incident response manual, mm-hmm. right, for one of the top three car manufacturers in the world. So we're talking a global 500 company, right? I spoke to people that worked there rather recently, and they're telling me, like, hey, man, the stuff that you wrote was so robust and so great that we ha- what didn't we we've still 
uh, it saved our ass a couple of times. Please, anybody listening, tell me why does the person that I just described to you, being myself, have to niche down, right? Why do I have to then say that I only do cybersecurity or I, I, I only do marketing or I only do tech systems? The only benefit at that point from the people that have been telling me to niche down is so that you can have a better understanding it's of myself. And this is where I go into, if I'm not going to niche, what's my strategy? And I'm going to go mm -hmm. into what my strategy is right after you go, but go ahead. Um, it's just, again, another example of it. Um, there's not that there's anything one better than the other if you have mm -hmm. a specialist or you have a general doctor, right? Mm -hmm. They each have their skill sets. Now, right. obviously, the specialist has hyper-focused on this area, so they get paid more than the general doctor, right? Mm -hmm. But the general doctor also gets more variety of clients, which is where their pay can get to the same levels as the specialist, right? But... Again, it's what you need in different situations and what you're willing to offer. Now, obviously, if I am needing heart surgery, mm -hmm. I want the heart surgeon, right? I want the specialist. You have hyper-focused on this thing. But if I have a general cold and all I have is a heart surgeon, he hasn't focused on how to help me with this general cold. He's like, so surgery. That's what I can do for you. And so <laughs> you know what the craziest part is about that statement is, too? Mm -hmm. When you talk about most people's businesses, mm -hmm. they don't need a fucking <laughs> specialist. <laughs> specialist. They need a generalist, right? Mm -hmm. And this goes into exactly what I was saying is the solution now. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to niche, here's what you have to do. Uh -huh. Because I know everyone needs a generalist, and I'm a specialist, really. Yes. I didn't have to niche to become a specialist. Yeah. In fact, what happened was I started gaining all of these skills that not too many people in the world have. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's what made me a unique... Basically, I created a unique proposition mm -hmm. by not niching down. So long as I can combine all the pieces. So the solution for me is give away the prerequisites, right? The prerequisite information that people need to understand before they work with you, mm -hmm. give it away. And if it helps them get to a certain point with their business, great, mm -hmm. right? This is why we're talking here for free, right? This is why, you know, there's podcast episodes with millionaires that have launched multi-million dollar uh, marketing agencies, uh, multi-million dollar course offerings are coming, uh, coming up on the podcast and they're talking about what they give away for free. So whatever the prerequisite is to work with you, don't be the fucking person trying to do one-on-ones with everybody that comes through the door so that they can get to the point of working with you get a course, give it away for free. Let people know, hey, here's the free course. This needs to be completed before you can work with me. I don't even work with people who haven't done this. Right? Mm -hmm. it, it goes back to our statement. We had said last year we weren't working with businesses that didn't have mission statements and values listed. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what you're about. I don't even know that you're ethical. Yeah. Right? 
So give them the thing that helps them build their mission statements and their values right? so that they can show up and have actually gone through that process, thought about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're one of the things that's been come really popular in the service provider space on social media has been <clears throat> people using their close friends mm-hmm. um, as little education hubs. Yes. Right. Um, and I actually was following a web designer who was utilizing that and one of the things that she started talking about a lot was actually setting up your website with SEO in mind, right? So just from the build of your website. Sweet. Just put out an SEO checklist. She's in the UK, so she's only charging 10 pounds for it. Mm. You get what I mean? But it's like, well, I'm going to be talking about SEO with people anyway. Here's this checklist that's only 10 pounds. Right. At least review this so that we're on the same page when I'm te- teaching or doing this thing within your business. And what I what I found is that it's the easiest way to make sure that your client isn't dissatisfied with the work that you're going to do. Right? If the mm-hmm. client isn't willing to understand what they're going to pay for, then they shouldn't pay for it. Yeah, nine times out of ten, it's miscommunication. Right, and it. Listen, if you call me, I'm trying to get you to not pay for my shit. Yes, that's my new thing, right? I don't want your fucking money. It, it's not even a new thing. <laughs> that's not a new thing. That's not a new thing. No, he's he has always been quick to run to the free or the low offering, and it's it's no, it, it's being. It's being real with you. I've been yeah. present for conversations where you're talking to somebody and I'm like, cool, this this is the opportunity that that's going to get get a little cash flow in and these people are going to, it's like, nah, the opportunity's dope. I'm going to do this for you for free so you can see what I could do, right? Oh, yeah. And a lot of times- well, Hold on. Before we continue, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> No, we're not reaching out to people with opportunities right. to do things for free. But yes, we've passed that this stage. space of putting the things out for free and educating yes. people um, in a free or a low cost space. Because I've seen people yes. do both. Um, right. I'm not going to work for you for free. You don't get my time for free. But right. you can get access to information that I've already recorded that I think should be common yes. knowledge. So I'm in a, uh, a month for a serious person in the space. I'm yes. in a monthly membership, literally only like $22 a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And she puts out a masterclass every single month. And it's usually on right. something like content building. It's business, all business related this month. It's building a simple business plan. Right. But it's like, I get it. You work with people, like literally her program is called Simply Business. You work with people on this thing. Mm-hmm. If they're in your membership paying $22 a month, which is far less than what the one-on-one coaching with her is, you at least know now they understand what a simple business plan is. Well, here's the other side of it, right? If you're not educated on, you know, what I do, you can't validate that I did your business correctly like i i worked with your business fairly and correctly right? yeah and there's always going to be a mistrust there and i think it's easier for people when it's a product-based business i have an understanding of what most of these products should do if i'm getting a body butter i'm expecting it to more like there's a basic understanding from people which is why they can give such an in-depth review 
mm-hmm. from it. But when you're dealing with a more service based business, um, it it's a it's a lot harder to just relay all of that, um, you know, to you through providing the service for you. Right. Right. Like yes, it gets you some results, but that doesn't mean that you actually understand what we went through. So even when we're looking for the review now, like I'd love to hear what you feel about it. It's like, you did a great job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's not even more that you can explain or express because you really don't understand the process. How many people drop their car off at the mechanic and they're like, they're great because my car works, but you have no clue what the mechanic did. Right. <laughs> right. So it this this is, I, I think this is the way that the market's going. And there's a lot of people who are probably listening and like, give it away for free, right? And that that's a whole nother episode that we can do. But, you know, in the interim, what I will say is that the reason you can start giving shit away for free, there's probably somebody who's beginning with their business that's like, I can't afford to give it away for free. Look, I understand that and I accept that, right? And you got to understand that and accept that. But we're, what, three years in. Mm-hmm. we've been generating material and content since day one. <coughs> and if I don't give it away for free and I sell it, the person that I sell it to is still going to have to come behind if they don't want to do the work associated with what they learned. Yes. To come and pay me to do it. sometimes understanding it allows you yeah. to see that there's a lot. Like, I can understand what the mechanic is doing in the mm-hmm. car and go... I'm not doing that. I'd rather let right. them do it. Cause, and if there's because a bigger know, sale attached to me doing it, right. then I can go whatever to the money from the course. Right, but I, I, I know what they're doing. That doesn't mean that I can do it as efficiently as they can because they have, quickly, year, right. Right, they have years of practice and experience doing this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But we we also are moving in this space of we can't keep saying that we believe knowledge is free and then we're charging charging for for the knowledge. knowledge. No, I will charge you for the service provided. So hold on. I will say the knowledge that you will end up getting charged for on, because the way that we've broken this down with our marketing agency, because we are officially a marketing agency now, Mm -hmm. like I'm cheesing like fuck saying that, Mm -hmm. right? Because getting this team together has been a really fucking big deal. I know today I was like in the conversation with the same woman with the cryptocurrency. I was like, yeah, we have a marketing agency. Like, (laughs) right. And it's cheesing like fuck. Like, yo, we did this. It took, and it took us so fucking long. Yeah. Yeah. But it, hey, we're here. It's here. here. Right. We're here. (laughs) We, but the things that I will charge you for, like we we do have like a more robust course that's like everything you need to build an online business, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not giving that shit away for free because that's like hours of content. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was done with the first module. Well, okay. And every time no. I think I'm done with the first module, I think of things so that I can add to the module clear. and then I go back and add it. Let's be clear. The reason that it mm-hmm. costs more is not because of the knowledge. If you just sat down and you were just spitting it out, we're teaching application. Well, application, that's, templates, right. all, all so sorts of things. So that's why that space starts to have a really. big price tag on it, right? Yeah. Um. I get why even people start to go like what I expected that I was going to get when I was going to college was Mm -hmm. not what I got. 
because a lot of times we're going and we're just sitting in a classroom taking notes. We're, we're paying a lot of money for the knowledge and there's no application yes. within there. But nobody fronts that when they go to law school or when they're becoming a doctor because you get application mm. within the space. Makes sense for me to pay that much money for application. Does it make that sense for me to just pay to sit and hear you talk to me? Right. It doesn't. It does not. <laughs> it does not make any fucking sense. But you sense. know when I lick. was ready when I wanted to do makeup artistry, mm-hmm. what I was ready to throw money at if I had it were the workshops, the makeup artistry workshops because mm. I'm going and they're giving me the opportunity to apply the knowledge in the space. People like to pay cosmetology school. I get to apply. Vocational schools, you get to mm. apply. Those make sense to spend the money. But sitting down for a philosophical class where we just listen to you talk to me. (laughs) You know what we call it? Mm -hmm. Pontification, a.k.a. intellectually jacking off. (laughs) But it's even down with like the little people. Biggest reason why I love like the Montessori sort of practices. Their application. Go do the thing. Go Go learn how you actually do it. That's right. why. But Montessori schools are expensive because they're teaching your children how to do the things. Yeah. You get what I mean? So the knowledge is free. The application or the service provided yes. is what you're paying for. Right. And we, we're really leaning into that space and understanding. And that also opens us up, like you said, to not have to sit within a, a, a niche because I keep wanting to say niche. You can. <laughs> but in, that I'm the anti-Nisha. <laughs> um, but the knowledge we There's can some give... German out there or some language that's going to fucking hear this. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck are you saying? Right. What the fuck, man? Listen, I, I mean to disrespect no culture. <laughs> um, but the knowledge that we have can literally be applied to any industry. That's why we want to put it out there and you go test it in your spaces. You go try it out. All of those things. Anti-Nisha. I'm done. Does that My mean... brain just went militia. No. N- <laughs> you said Nisha and my brain went militia. Like, does that mean like I'm anti-psychology? <laughs> I want you guys to know that he is literally researching this right now. No, I'm... The the guy's name, man. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is annoying me. Shut up. <laughs> They're gonna hear all the types. Who cares? What the... <laughs> Thank you, philosopher. So we it, that it it tied in. It was worth it. We got, went pontification. You didn't want to listen to any philosophers. Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Um. No. God damn it. German philosopher. Nie, nie, uh, no, no, it's niche. Will it play? Friedrich Wilhelm Nietzsche. 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 So yes, I am the anti-Nietzsche. I'm done. <laughs> right? No, no, no disrespect to the philosopher. Uh, more, <laughs> more uh, anti to the namesake that has taken to focusing in on one thing. You know, because my... listen, all, all my career, all my career, what people have done is going, hey, go do that. And then they're like, whoa, 
you did that really well, like like an expert in that thing. Like mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I ran track, and my coach would literally throw me in any race, mm-hmm. and I'd place second or third, right? Never first though. And somebody's going like, "Oh, why did you just pick one race and come in first all the time?" Okay, I just want you to imagine if there's a, if there were payments for these races, and you got a hundred thousand dollars for first, and fifty thousand dollars for second. I'd rather run three races and get a hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> I was gonna say you also have to understand that, like with Gemini's, we thoroughly enjoy the journey. I do. Right, we thoroughly enjoy the journey. Um, I know that some people, like in some signs, let's be real, their goal is to be the best at the thing, and a lot of times I'm not aiming to be the best in this space. Right? I just want to be the best for me while I'm playing in this space and now I'm ready to go try something else. Can I tell you, in all honesty? Mm Mm-hmm. I am the best. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? I don't, I don't, do you know any other motherfuckers named Ambition that own marketing agencies and run podcasts? I don't know any (laughs) other, I'm the best Ambition I know. (laughs) Right? Like. The, I, I hate even when people try to say like, oh, well, I'm going to focus on being the best at in, in this industry at that better than everyone else. Like, you know why? Because the number one person in that industry doesn't even give a fuck about y'all. It doesn't like Hussein Bolt <laughs> stopped running against Hussein. Like he, he, did, yeah. he wasn't running against Tyson Gay. No, he's he was running, running against, against Hussein Bolt's yeah. ghost. Yes. Right. Yes. It's like, man, you get one, like, it's be better than that guy. Right. <laughs> and it's who he was yesterday. Right. You got, so we, we'll, we'll even throw in an affirmation in here for you. I want you to wake up in the morning, get up, go to your bathroom, look in the mirror and go, fuck Nietzsche's. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, and go. I'm going to be better than that guy. I'm going to be better than that guy was yesterday. And you point to him. Yeah. Point to him in the mirror. You know what? That guy is one second old. Me from a second ago, I'm better than him. (laughs) Right? Just all throughout the day. Right. All of that competitive energy that you were throwing out into the world, right? Yeah. You got to have that for yourself. If you like to fight, fight you. (laughs) Right. Right. Because you know that the motherfucker who was training... A year ago is mm-hmm. not as good as the motherfucker training today. So funny enough, my mentor came out here Sunday. He has a conversation with me. And he's like, man, you know, I've known you for a while. You're kind of aggressive. You're like Beans and compares me to Beanie Seagull. I'm like, man, what are you saying? You you mean gun in Beanie Seagull that Jay-Z said that he wouldn't vouch for so he could get out of court? That's not me, man. I'm a nice guy, right? <laughs> and I get it because when I was younger, I wanted to fight everybody, right? And now I'm like, y'all are no competition. I've been beating you up yeah. for too long. Let me just fight myself. This is a lot more fun. Yeah, same here. It's a lot I more was, fun to fight I myself. I used to wasn't physical fights for me it was mm-hmm. verbal arguments with goddamn everybody right and I then it, it, it started to be like nah but i can do that in here with my own thoughts and beliefs i literally challenge those things on a regular freaking basis this is gonna <laughs> sound really cocky right mm-hmm. but like i like 
I like arguing. Mm-hmm. I like debating. Mm-hmm. Right? This is just honest. You know who the best person to argue and debate is with? Myself. Yeah. I've never lost an argument to myself. I'm done. <laughs> Somebody in that battle had to lose. Not me. And it was the old you. And that's not me. <laughs> I don't know what I got. <laughs> but, like, w- when that space occurs where I'm trying to debate with other people, they feel challenged. Yeah. They, they, it, it's uneasy, man. All, all I'm saying it is... stops being fun. <laughs> right. All I'm saying is, listen, we, we live in a world where, you know, within... I, I, I would say within the past decade, I think it's been kind of frowned upon to be a competitor mm-hmm. and to be ambitious and to have all of this drive because people who were ambitious and, you know, very testosterone driven mm-hmm. have been competing, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, we listen, and, and this is a honest assessment. We, we've been acting like Vikings, mm-hmm. running into villages, pillaging. Not, e- not even right? just that. There were people who may not wanted wanted to be um to compete yeah and And where they've come from or the people they've come from have forced them to compete so there's definitely been some harm that has occurred in the space because there wasn't mindfulness attached to that right um but it's not again it's not fucking throw the baby out with the bathwater. like right (laughs) yeah even to the point where you know, mentor brought up the uh, the thing that I did when I was, mm-hmm. I think it was like 2015, I was like 24 years old, right? And I mm-hmm. had this, I had it in my mind that I was going to be the best motivational speaker out, mm-hmm. right? And you can look at who the best motivational speaker was at the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're not we're on the melanin dominated side. So if you, you catch who I'm talking about, then you catch who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I found his email because, again, I'm a cybersecurity professional. <laughs> so I went open source, found his email. I was like, I'm going to be better than you by the time I'm this age. Needless to say, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I also realized, like, why am I doing shit like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why am I reaching out to people that I don't know that don't know me that couldn't give a fuck less about whether or not I was better than them like who cares mm-hmm. who cares he he did mention though that that person mentioned it on stage so yeah my thing was I would make note of people who were looking at me as a competitor even if I wasn't showing up as a competitor mm-hmm. and then I'm like well if you see me as your competitor I'm gonna be your competitor and now I'm fighting a fight and running a race that I never intended to and I'm like wait a minute I did not get to where I wanted to go be <laughs> I've been here racing you I've been here battling you mm-hmm. and it was it realizing it was it was pointless in those specific spaces yes like and so let's tie this back into the niching conversation uh-huh. why why are we having this conversation as a part in the niche, the niching conversation mm-hmm. because niching is a strategy that helps you avoid competition yeah because what used to happen you're in the same market as somebody yeah. else they're trying to undercut you they're going for the same partner like listen bro if we do the same thing Good luck, mm-hmm. right? If you want some tips, reach out. Yeah, I'm, like... I'm genuinely not that guy. People were yeah. asking us about, oh, you know, how, how, how do I sue? What do you think about people taking your business idea? The fuck are you talking? Just don't... The only thing you got to worry about people taking 
is the name and the actual physical product because that's actually stealing but you can't steal an idea when well ironically enough when you used to intellect to school in a specific field say you're going for marketing you're surrounded by who marketers who are all eventually gonna go try to get what a marketing job right but one of the things that you guys had within the space with one another was that the same people that yeah are quote unquote competing for a job with you may have an opportunity for you but they also understand the challenges. They right. also, and now when you're going, I'm just going to stay here in my lane and never leave that, you can even lose out on the information right. that the other party may have because you can all be fucking successful in this space. Like, we, we don't have to... Um... Act like dumb animals. <laughs> Right, and I'm I'm being honest. That's what it is. Like when you go, mine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You're being a dumb animal. Like, and that's not niche down because you just really like working with this industry. Don't niche down because you're afraid of competition within the space, and you feel because ironically enough, a lot of people are hold on. Or do niche down because you're afraid of the competition. You're you're you're, a lot of people. A lot of my suggestion is to not niche down okay. because of competition. It's one of those, in yes. my opinion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but ironically enough, a lot of people are like niching down by what they do. So they're like, I'm a brand designer, right? But then they go with like who they work with and then they pick industries that are oversaturated. So it's like, I'm a brand designer for coaches. There's a shit ton of coaches. I'm a brand designer for the beauty industry. I'm like, there's a shit ton of people in the beauty right, industry. <laughs> like, right, like, well, and this this also points out another issue, issue with <laughs> niching down. You have to pay attention to how the system that is teaching you to niche is niching and what angle it's doing from. Yeah. Is it niching you down in terms of what you do and getting you specialized? Is it niching down the people that you work with? Right. So, for example, you have, like I said, a brand designer mm-hmm. who works with coaches or, and digital marketing is a very large category where there's a lot of things that fall underneath that. Mm-hmm. I'm a digital, you know, marketer and then you may... So one that I've Mm -hmm. interviewed, digital marketing agency for service-based businesses. Right. 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 And even we had that conversation on the podcast episode. You could go check it out. I think it's uh, 33 with Michael Bazinski. Mm -hmm. He says, yeah, like, you know, even, you know, my my industry service-based is still pretty broad. But, you know, one of the things that he's done is he has a book called The Rule of 26 and he offers people the opportunity for them to uh, go ahead and co-write the book with him so he can tailor it to their field. And for those that don't want to niche down, when everybody, because before, like with the internet space, a lot of people were focused on like product base. But now a lot of people are moving over to look at all of these service providers that are showing up and they need support and assistance right Mm -hmm. so now all of these people are running to niche down with the service providers that means who's still looking for people to work with now there's open space in the product-based area so so you're gonna see people start going back over to the product-based businesses Mm -hmm. because they don't have bad businesses Mm -hmm. it's just it it can be tougher it's a little bit different 
right? Yeah. Um, you deal with different problems, different issues. So, you know, your service-based provider, like, literally, they just come up with their services, and you can launch that within whenever. Product-based, you got to deal with different timelines, different, you know, target audiences. It may um, vary based on their product. So, like, there's different challenges in each space. No space is going to be perfect, but pick what feels good to you what feels right for you to do some people it feels just right to just niche down and sit in this lane because that's exactly what you want to do for others of us that don't feel so right to do to just focus on this one space anytime that that i've thought about ah i'm gonna be an interior designer for the rest of my life it was like for the rest of my life. And I know they say Geminis have commitment issues, right? But it's just like, there's so much to try out and explore. Like I can do brand design for a restaurant, for a product-based business, for the beauty industry. I'm like, there's so many interesting things. Why would I pick just one? I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. This is how much I refuse to niche down. (laughs) We're gonna build this marketing agency to be a multi-million dollar agency, I'm gonna find somebody with CEO potential, I'm gonna put them in place, and I'm gonna move on to do my next thing. Yeah, I listened to a video earlier this week of a guy who decided to build a brand that were was not for everyone, mm-hmm. right? It was very intentionally made not for everyone. Mm-hmm. He starts out making jewelry and he goes, I wanna get an ax. And then the axe that I bought was shit. (laughs) So I decided, why don't we make and sell axes? So he made the best quality axe he could make. And now they sell jewelry and axes. What's the fucking problem? Right. And he's like, that's just kind of how their products have continued to develop. Is that they went to go, they actually went to go buy something. And what they bought was such poor quality. And they knew that hey, I can make what it is that I want to make at the best quality that I'm going to make it at. So what you just reminded me of with that story, right, is that we need to stop pretending like all of these industries was all kumbaya and love and light (laughs) and positive, right? To what degree do you think that niching came from the egos of people who had taken over the broader industry Mm -hmm. and didn't want anybody doing their thing or felt threatened when somebody came up and said, oh, you have a marketing agency? I also have a marketing agency, right? To what degree do you think it's that? I make the most amazing rings in the jewelry business. Yeah, you do jewelry, but you're doing so much of that stuff, you don't do it well. I specialize in rings. Right. So (laughs) they used to be this, like this concept that if you don't niche that your quality will drop mm-hmm. right but that's and not that what happens that means. in some spaces right yeah, yeah. that's more so on the means. people creating the thing not yeah i mean <laughs> if you see people put out one shitty thing they're probably gonna put out a second shitty right thing. <laughs> but it's like uh, again like we said with the niching down i've seen people niche down in um, you know, who they offer their services to, but then like their services vary. Maybe they do 
social media management and mm-hmm. they do brand design and they do these sorts of things. So it's like a hub where you can get multiple things, but they do all of those things for a very specific group and well, vice yeah. versa. Well, with us, you know, building out our team, we have very specific things that we do, mm-hmm. right? And we push out to our team the things that we feel that they can do. And it's not that we don't do those things, mm-hmm. right? Currently, I'm doing a large majority of the suite of things that we're getting from the team that we're bringing on. Yeah, uh, like that we've to maintain on. the quality. And that's what we're talking yes. about. Like expanding the team so that you can maintain the quality of what mm-hmm. you are offering to your clients. Like we understand if it's just the two of us, and each of us we are doing. We can make it if we try. <laughs> if it's just the two of us and we're each doing twenty different things, then yeah, it's gonna start to be like there's gonna be a lot of shit where it starts to lack. Right. But now, if we're going, hey, let's bring in some more people, and now everybody's doing three to five things that they work on, mm-hmm. the quality gets maintained within the space. That's where you expand. You know who you have helping with you, right? small business with only one person i get it you can only do so much as one person right and if you really just don't have the intention of expanding your business into where you have a large team that just may not be your goal right Mm -hmm. in my head when i think our marketing agency i'm going global so i know that we can't stay with just us if we're going so expansive right right but some people just want to be the best brand designer in their local city. You don't need an expansive team to be the best brand designer in your local city. Mm. I like that. I, I, You know what? we, As we were sitting here, right? I've been thinking about how I want to market our SEO services. Uh-huh. Because the way our SEO services currently work is, you know, you can get a audit mm-hmm. right which we were previously uh charging people for but now this is going to be a free audit mm-hmm. right um but i want to put an application in front of the audit because this this is where you know some of the things that i was mentioning earlier like giving away the course for free makes sense mm-hmm. if there's an application in front of the audit i can make sure that the person uh, that submitted that application is ready for that level of work and effort to go into their website and business, right? I'm not, again, I'm really focused on disqualifying um, people who would have essentially just been wasting their money. And I, I yes, like this is this is actually trying to help you. Yes. Don't I don't want you to come and sign up for things because you hear people talking about it mm-hmm. and you think you're supposed to get it, but you, you're just not in that space to take on that sort of thing. Because, yes, even though we're doing um, providing the service for you, there's still a certain level of you being involved, so you do have to understand um, the services that you're having done. But I also like the application because it allows us to see how mm-hmm. you talk about your business. That is true too. And if you have clarity, there's a certain way that you're going to talk mm-hmm. about your business. And if you're just not there yet, we're going to see that in the application. And the beautiful thing is we then get to redirect you to the space that's going to allow you to get right. the clarity. Well, that's where you at. I went, mm-hmm. 
Or if you're just focused on money, we're going to see that. Well, yeah. And we're going to redirect you to the space that's just focused on Um, clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Either which way. Because if you are focused on money, then you should be pretty clear about that, Mm -hmm. about how you're getting it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you got anything else for people's last words? No, I I think I gave them a shit ton of examples on niching and not niching. I think they've heard a lot from us. Okay, so I will close it with... Mm -hmm. Um, for everybody listening, you should feel empowered by whoever you're listening to, uh-huh. to when it comes to your business, whatever business guru, marketer, strategist, coach, speaker you're listening to, you should feel empowered to take actions in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so just verify that you feel empowered when you're listening. And you know what empowered feels like for you. Right. It, And I'm going to give you guys a hint. It should feel like somebody giving you permission to do what you need to do mm-hmm. for your business. Mm-hmm. Now go be great.